0: And like us on Facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show.
2: Okay, this is Peter Mingles. I am here with the Dash Radio and just a special announcement of sorts. I promised you yesterday that we'd probably let, let uh, we would probably let Dawn Ride the Bronze, be my guest host on this call, but she is still in the middle of traveling and doing different things with meetings. So, you guys are still going to have to question whether we have her locked up in the closet or not with duct tape. So, for right now, though, we have a special guest. Her name is Tanya Smith, and she's a business coach. She's a successful mom and a wife and all that sort of cool stuff, and she gets a chance to work for corporations and also working from home, and we're going to be talking about doing different things relative to coaching and business and strategies and all that sort of cool stuff. But... Tanya, just as a little, or Tanya rather, just as a little bit of an intro, uh, we had mentioned that we're part of the Dash Radio show. And on mm-hmm. that website, the dashradio.com, we were looking for a theme. And I know you're going to fit perfectly into that theme because when people are done with wherever they spend on this heavenly planet, and if they have a tombstone that usually says, this is when they started and this is when they ended, there's that little dash that represents everything in between. And I've worked with so many people, I know that that little dash is just a small representation of their life. And for those people that are closest to them, they usually can fill up what that dash really means. For many of us, we love to make a difference in people's lives so we can fill up our dash. And you've been doing that successfully for a real long time, both as a mom, as a wife, as a business consultant, as a corporate person as well. So thanks for being here.
3: I'm very excited to be here, Peter, so thank you for having me.
2: You're welcome. And you were early, which is like...
3: (laughs) (laughs) Which you just seem to be so surprised about. (laughs) I will give you
2: the recognition that you deserve for being early. (laughs) So that takes a little bit of pressure off me because I get a chance to chat with you a little before we come in here. But I've been all over your site. You have a really great site. So for those people unfamiliar and they want to take a look, what they want to do is they want to go to yournameonline.com. So it's Tanya. T-A-N-Y-A Smith mm-hmm. S-M-I-T-H Online.com So for all those people that are here And kind of want to watch in, listen in at the same time Or you're fully listening on the blog talk radio Or on the radio show stuff You want to go to com And you can kind of follow along Great picture by the way um, Thank you. Nice, nice presence All that sort of good stuff So Uh, Wonderful, and thanks for being here. So tell us a little bit about you and what you do.
3: Oh, gosh. Um, Just a little bit about me, and then I know we have some questions, but uh, to, I guess, introduce myself. As you mentioned, I'm a mom first. I'm a mother of two. Um, I like to refer to myself as a geek, and part of the reason is because that was something that was kind of a, I think it was an insult maybe when I was younger, that I enjoyed exploring and kind of um, being a library, if you will, of information. Back then they said it was useless information, but now I get to actually um, categorize and library a lot of different online resources. And so the main thing that I do as an online business coach and geek and soccer mom and all those other things is I have the privilege of being able to work with independent service providers and helping them to grow their businesses and grow their brands online by using Internet resources. So a lot of people like to call me a walking Google because they can literally call and say, hey, Tanya, I need a system or a tool for this. What do you think? And usually I'll have something that I can share with them right away.
2: And hence the term business strategist as well. Yeah. Resource and strategist. Now, the Internet, I mean, let's face it, um, when I moved down from wherever I was down to Florida, the WWW thing was just kind of getting started. And, you Mm -hmm. know, at symbols, you know, who knew what that was? And I looked at the Internet and saying, you know, I don't know. You know, if you remember, like, you had the AOL thing where it's like beep, and then you go paint the house, and then you come back, and maybe the page changed.
3: Yeah. I knew
2: that the Internet was probably going to change the world. I'm not so sure if we really knew how it was going to change the world so fast.
0: Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm.
2: now you, I'm like old. I, I'm going to be 51. <laughs> so so, so I'm, a pro, I'm filling up my dash as much as I can as I go. But, you know, this whole thing is brand new to a lot of people. And really, I guess, within the last, what, five, six, seven years have we had – a, a more mature audience, a mature meaning like they don't have to worry about, you know, which buttons they're pushing. They understand that if it has an at symbol, it's probably a, an email address. And, you know, we don't even need the www thing anymore. And people mm-hmm. have high speed access, right? So they could do a whole bunch of stuff online that they were never able to do before. And
0: yeah. now, mm-hmm.
2: oh my gosh, Tanya, when I'm at home and my, I have, a you know, older kids, when my older kids bring all their friends,
1: I
3: have mm-hmm. to
2: increase my router at home for all the connections.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's who, who right. Who would
2: have thunk it? Right? Who would have thunk it? I'm like, no, I can't get, I can't get on. Well, I got to increase. There's only there's twenty of you. How many cell phones do you have? Yeah, yeah. My
3: year old at age three was taking computer classes at daycare. Isn't oh that scary? Gosh. That's like. crazy. <laughs>
2: oh my gosh, that is scary. <laughs> scary and somewhat intimidating. You know when a 3-year-old is beating you, you know, then you just say wow. So yeah. the internet the internet really has changed the world whether mm-hmm. it's, and, and I would imagine the strategies that worked 5 years ago are probably not going to work today. So how did you I know you said geek, but how mm-hmm. did you kind of get into that because that wasn't around chances are when you were growing up. You you weren't like my teenager who's coming home right now with, you know, an iPhone.
0: Um, No, no, not
3: at all. But you know what? What's interesting, it wasn't an iPhone, but I'll say that my parents always were. um, My dad at the time, my stepdad, worked for NASA. So they always were in tune with whatever the latest gadgetries were. And so I remember my brother and I, I have a, a younger brother and a younger sister, and I remember my brother and I used to sit in the corner in one of the back rooms of our house and we would, I don't know if you remember, and this is going to age me, but Mad Magazine, back when they had uh-huh. those? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you That's know, okay. Yeah. So I'm dating myself now and telling you how old I but am. I was but watching, Mad I was Magazine, would take I those was, skits and we would record our own radio show. Well, it really wasn't a radio show because it wasn't broadcast anywhere. But we would use those, um, any type of gadgets we could get our hands on. We would play around with them, figure them out, break them, fix them, and it just was one of those things. It's been one of those things all my life that I could pick up a piece of technology or software or an application and learn it quickly and be able to teach it to someone else. And so over the years, it has just really kind of blossomed because now we have so much access to so many different tools and software online, and you don't have to pay a million dollars to get this access and you don't have to spend months or years learning how to use this stuff in fact you don't even have that long because by the time you learn it something new is coming along
2: yeah amazing it is absolutely amazing i look at um the world of technology of how it's changed in the brief Mm -hmm. period of time that i've been doing the stuff that i've been doing and i'm just absolutely amazed we can actually run almost every part of my business from a cell phone like, mm-hmm. that's scary. Like, that's scary that my business might be flushed down a toilet
0: <laughs> with, <laughs> with,
2: <laughs> with an inappropriate movement, if you know what I mean. It's like, oh, my gosh. But Or that it's so vulnerable because we rely on them so much. But that's another conference. So
3: yeah. Yeah. I,
2: I, I know that you started to do this stuff, and you kind of blend corporate and then use the term called ISP, which is an independent service provider, I'm used to ISP being an internet service provider, so it's not like you're an AOL, you're you're helping independent people and what do you mean by a service provider?
3: So here's what I mean because I think this is, that's a great question a great question, I think a lot of people use the term nowadays um, solopreneur Um, independent service providers tend to be people that are coaches, consultants, freelancers, bloggers, And the reason why I like using that term is because it's who I am. It's who I've always been. Um, It's easier, I think, or there's a different way. I won't say easier, but there's a different way to approach the way you market yourself when you have a a tangible product than when you have a specific service that isn't always tangible um, that you're trying to deliver to people. And one of the big themes for me in terms of my business and the way that I like to create an experience for the people that I touch is um, through service. So with service being kind of a central theme for me, what I realized is that using that term connected with other people who also were really focused on You know, nurturing their business in such a way that they serve, that they give to other people in a generous fashion, that they um, provide results even if they're not specifically in a tangible box or something that they can, you know, print and hold.
2: Right. Now, you're you're touching on something that kind of rings with me because when I was younger and I was in the real world and I would have to, like, drive and commute and stuff like that and I worked outside – most of the times we had structure. We had, even if I didn't like them, meaning like we had <laughs> bosses, you know? We had, we had bosses and we had rules and we had all of those types of things and, you know, outside mentors perhaps. But then when you kind of start doing something on your own, there's really a certain loneliness or cocoon factor, if you will, because you're working on your business. I mean, you're minding your own business. But in a certain aspect, you lose that outside influence. And mm-hmm. I, I have to give credit to all of the mismanagement I have ever <laughs> been victim to. <laughs> I learned more by the mismanagement of other people than I ever learned from any expert that ever taught me what to do. So I work. <laughs> I yeah, I have sense. to agree
3: with that. Yeah.
2: Yes, I know that may sound cruel. I don't really miss the mismanagement, if you know what I mean.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it was
2: a guiding force. There was that social element of being mismanaged by all of my superiors, so I want to give them all credibility for who I've become. You've taught me what not to do.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but you know there's a certain level in that situation, too, where you don't have to be accountable for your own success because you can always blame it on the mismanager. That's right, absolutely. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, 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 so yeah, no. being
3: in business for yourself definitely requires a level. That's where that independent thing comes from. Is the focus on the idea that you know you're on your own, and it's up to you whether you decide to fail or succeed. And I just know a lot of people who have put themselves in this position. They've chosen to be to become independent service providers. And when you make that choice, it's not one to make. to take lightly. You definitely have to know that there are going to be some trials and some tribulation, and you may not walk in the door as your own business owner, as your own entrepreneur, um, having all the resources that you need and having that structure. So it can be very challenging.
2: And we're going to come back after we spin some records and run a commercial or two to talking about the crucial role then that you would play as that business strategist, because as a business owner myself, who do I talk to? Like, who can I talk to that's neutral and independent, steer me in the right direction, that's not going to be a competitor, any or all of those things? So we're going to push some buttons, spin some records. We'll be right back.
1: With iWowWee... You've got a comprehensive video communication suite that will deliver more power, more impact, and more features than any other option. The iWowWee Video Suite offers all these powerful tools and more. Multi-purpose video email for individualized one-to-one messages, powerful video conferencing for collaborating many-to-many, fast, efficient broadcasting for elegant one-to-many communications. There's no complicated separate products, no confusing monthly subscription plans, and no special hardware to buy. If you've got a webcam and internet access, you have all the tools you need to strengthen relationships, expand any business, touch lives, and change the world. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles.
0: Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience and like us on Facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show.
2: And we are back. This is Peter Mingles. The woman's voice that you heard on the radio was Dawn Wright-Debrance, who is not here right now, but she'll be back sometime during this week. She's doing some traveling, she's doing some outside work, and I told her I'd handle the call tonight. And it is my pleasure to have. Tanya Smith. And if you go to TanyaSmithOnline.com, that's T-A-N-Y-A Smith, S-M-I-T-H, online, O-N-L-I-N-E.com, you'll be able to see some really great tools that she has and her level of expertise as a business strategist. So Tanya, if you can, help me with, okay, so I'm an Mm -hmm. independent service provider. I'm trying to do my own thing. I got everything to be able to pick from which could usually have me running around (laughs) in circles and if i if if my wheels are misaligned Mm
1: -hmm. even just a
2: few inches a month from now it could be devastating so talk talk to me about you and what you do in your services
3: Well, one of the things, and another great question, because I think that there's so many answers that I could give and that other people will give um, to that question, is what do you do if you're an independent service provider and you're starting out, and where should your priorities be? I mean, because there are just so many. But honestly, one of the gifts that I do have is the ability to be able to take really complex topics and break them down into smaller bites. So I'm going to give you four Key strategies that I believe every independent service provider should focus on. And here's the thing: you're going to, at some points in your career, um, whether you're a newbie, you're someone who's more mature in your business, um, you've been doing it for a long time, and you're changing your branding. At any given point, you may have to focus, get laser focused on one or the other of the four that I'm going to mention. But the four strategies I tend to work with people on are, number one, creating a more visible brand. Because, you know, you mentioned the thing about technology. And, and one of the, I think, advantages, but also it can be a dis- disadvantage right now, of having so much technology and social media and all of those things, is that it's more important now than ever to make sure that you're out there and consistently visible with a positive brand, or at least a brand that you want to be um, demonstrated, an intentional brand. Um, The second strategy is creating a compelling offer. And that, again, kind of goes hand-in-hand with the branding because you have to have something that people are willing. And I say people broadly (laughs) because a certain group of people, are willing to invest their time and their money and energy in with you. Um, the third strategy is having an engaged list, which is something I've really started being better about over the, the course of the past few months even, because although I've been in business for a while now on my own, this engagement thing is something that is, is becoming increasingly important um, because anybody can follow you and like your stuff, But if you're not quite having a discussion or communication with them, it's very difficult to keep them around. They get distracted, and they decide to go somewhere else and find that next better bright, shiny object. And then the fourth strategy, which is one of my favorites, Peter, um, and this is probably the thing I talk about the most these days, is um, creating time-saving systems. So being a person who does have a ton to juggle, I constantly get the comment, Tanya, I don't know how you're keeping things afloat. I mean, you've got so much going on. How do you do that? And really, it's because I do, I implement time-saving systems wherever possible, and I operate on a principle of um, looking at things in, in in three buckets when it comes to tasks. Um, either I'm going to act on it, I'm going to automate it, or I'm going to assign it. So... With those four strategies being the focus, Peter, I mean, those things are, to me, the most critical ways to actually keep your boat afloat if you're in that service provider role.
2: Yeah, I I think that time management is probably one of the key critical factors for a lot of people, especially for those that are trying to be that home entrepreneur
3: because Mm -hmm. there's so many
2: distractions at home. And, you you know what I mean, your kids are relatively younger, or they were certainly younger before now, and it's kind of tough. You know, mm-hmm. as, a, as a mom, you're you're expected to to do a whole bunch of stuff. So, um, in in addition to being a mom, there's the you know the wife thing, and then there's the all the other yeah. types of things, and you're running a business and then running another business, and it's pretty tough. So if you're not mastering time,
0: mm-hmm. using it the right way, it'll
2: get away from you, and then all of a sudden you get nothing done. And we probably all spent you know twelve, sixteen, eighteen hours a day saying, I'm really tired, but I'm really not sure what I did.
3: Right, right. And, you know, I heard that so much from people that I said, you know, there's got to be an easier way to actually help them with this. And one of the things, I mean, it's as simple as, for me, when people send an email and say, hey, you know, I'd like to meet with you. Hey, would one of the following three or four times be okay? And then I send them a note back and I say, no, I'm sorry, none of those work for me. How about one of these two or three? And we're going back and forth on email. That right there is one of my biggest pet peeves. That's just a small example of how we have to look at what we're doing on a day-to-day basis and the decisions we're making about how we're using our time. I mean, that can be an easy fix by simply having some type of calendaring tool or a scheduling system where you basically have already made decisions about when you're going to be available And the person on the other end goes and they click a button and they can see that schedule and pick from it. And then both of you get wham, bam, a confirmation that, okay, we're meeting on such and such date and time for 20 minutes. That's the kind of thing, those type of simple things. And I say simple. They're only simple when you implement them and when you think of them. Um, it's hard to think of things like that at times when you're so distracted by all of the different decisions you've got to make as a business owner. So I help people make better decisions about how to automate and how to put the right type of tools in place and systems in place so that they can be more strategic.
2: Yes. Now, I am not letting you off the hook on what I'm going to ask next, and it's going to Uh-oh. be okay. <laughs> yes, it's going to be okay.
3: scared now. Oh, yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> I am, you know, we're all learning this stuff for the very first time. And sometimes mm-hmm. the real nuggets are some of the things that you use personally that you find are really the best for you. Like I'll mm-hmm. use this as an example. Um, when I, 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 nobody was around to teach me this stuff, so I kind of had to learn it on its own. So, you know, I gave myself the big boy speech that um, I'm going to have to, you know, hire away my weaknesses and I'm going mm-hmm. to have to learn the things that I have to learn in spite of the idea that I might be a little bit afraid of them, and I have to really kind of go out there, and everybody's learning this stuff for the first time too. So I always give myself the motivational big boy speech to say, okay, you got to figure this stuff out. So, you know, we started off, somebody said instant messaging, so I got whatever it was, and then somebody else had something else, and somebody else had something else, and all of a sudden, my computer's running out of memory because I have Yahoo and AOL and this guy and that guy, and then I found Trillion. And for me, Trillium was like a lifesaver because all of my instant messages fit in one place.
0: Mm -hmm, There might mm -hmm. be some
2: people on the phone or listening in on the show that might say, you know what, that really is great. Now, Trillium might not be the best. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to say I don't care. It works for me. (laughs) Do you... Do you have some type, like, do you do you have a, like a favorite pen that you use, a, fe- a special product that you use? Because I'm sitting Ooh, yeah. here taking notes on the stuff that you have. So when it comes to like managing your time, and they might be they might be specific for you, but do you have mm-hmm. any favorite ways you like to do stuff?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. And here's what's funny about this. So I'm going to give you kind of a disclaimer, and I'm going to say, don't be like me in this regard. Okay. <laughs> <I'm> gonna- <laughs> there. <laughs> the reason why I'm going to say this is because one of the things that I tend to do, and it's because of the role that I've chosen in my business of being a resource to other people, kind of being that walking Google, I tend to test out a lot of things. But there are some favorites. There are things that I get a hold of and I say, you know what, this is going to be my tool of choice and I'm not budging. Um in fact, I can tell you in terms of time saving systems, the current calendaring system that I use or calendaring tool that I use for scheduling my appointments, my calls, um video chats, all of that is VCTA. That's V as in Victor, C as in Charlie, I-T-A dot com. And one of the reasons why I like that particular tool is because it allows me, especially for one-on-one scheduling, it allows me a lot of flexibility for communicating with people. Um, It allows me – it almost serves like a mini CRM or customer relationship management database because if people reach out and contact me, it gives me a means of being able to easily follow up and communicate with them Um, by storing their information and what we've talked about, like notes and when we met and all of those different things. And it also allows you to um, share a link, a specific time-based link, based on the service that you're offering. And to kind of give you a quick example on that, um, I might be doing a 15-minute free initial consultation with someone. I don't want to send them to my general calendar where they can accidentally pick a one-hour slot because then they've reserved that one hour worth of time and I'm only going to give them 15 minutes free. So you can set a specific 15-minute service and share that link for those who are interested in having that type of consultation. But I can also create another link directly for those who are my paid coaching clients who have that one-hour time slot to fill. So I like that particular tool, and I'll tell you in general, Peter, I actually review a lot of tools on my um, YouTube channel in a series that I've called Click of the Week. I'm starting to re um Resurrect that particular program because so many people have been asking me to and what I would do is basically like a five or six minute review of various online tools. But if you want a really quick way to get my favorites, if you're on my site at TanyaSmithOnline.com, there's a tab for resources. And there I have created lists based on what you want to do. So if you're looking, for example, for online meeting software, I've created something in a tool called Listly, list.ly, where you can go and actually add to the list or review the list and see if there's something you want to try out. And that's a really cool way for me to be able to share resources. So I am—I really like to try to tell people things that I've already um, investigated, Peter, so that they're not spending so much time out there reviewing and, you know, making all the mistakes that I've made, <laughs> which is why I said don't do what I do. Go and try the things that are recommended by other people first.
0: <laughs> those, are, those are really, really, really tips,
2: uh, really important tips because I find – that For time management, once I find something that works, oh my gosh, it like breaks mm-hmm. open the dam. It just allows me to do so many more really cool things and really does take my business to another level. So I know there's some I know there's some, you know, some stuff that is out there. I really appreciate that. Hey, we're gonna, I want to spend more time with you talking about other stuff, but we're going to take our quick commercial break right over here first, and we'll be right okay. back. So we're coming right back. For those people that want to go to the website, they go to yournameonline.com. So that's Tanya, T-A-N-Y-A, smithonline.com. So here we go, guys.
1: Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the
0: wrong places? Look no more! If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively.
1: If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level...
0: For email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations.
1: Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the Dash Radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles.
0: Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, Click follow at the top of our show. Then hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.the-radioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show.
2: Okay, and we are back. This is Peter Mingles. I am interviewing Tanya Smith. And her website tanya smith dot com. Go to the resources page. You'll see some of the really cool stuff. And I got to share with you. Sometimes when you talk about systems that are in place, uh, Dawn and I, um, you know, where I'm a regular entrepreneur myself, so I have my own systems. And she's really overpowering, and she's not here on this call, so I'm going <laughs> to, <laughs> so I'm going to talk about her a lot. She is. Really, really, really overpowering And very systems-oriented And part of the big challenge that I had Is her systems are different from my systems yeah. And in essence, that really was a conflict Because she likes everything Google And I mm-hmm. think Google's the evil empire I said it, oh my gosh It's the evil <laughs> empire And I can't, <laughs> I can't. Oh, As they're filming me in my, you know, as I'm watching the cars go down the street, you know, I'm looking at my Uh mom's pool and all that sort of stuff. I'm like, these guys are evil. I say that playfully, but in the same aspect, I like to have a little bit more control of my systems, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. you know, so the government can't monitor everything that I do. And in reference to those types of things... Uh, it was a different system, so I choose to have my own private systems and all those types of things. She chooses to use the public ones and the free ones. So the whole systems thing is a real big quandary for some people, and I'm glad you gave us some opportunities to kind of take a look at some cool stuff over here. All right, so give us some more time management, because I really love your time management stuff. Now, let's talk about you being a mom. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a tough one.
3: It's a really that's tough one, especially when you have a child who is is kind of a prodigy on the soccer field. So she's constantly doing competitive soccer stuff right now, and that's been – it's great, but it added another element to, to being this mom with all these things up in the air because I have had to make some different choices this year about what to do with my business and, and what direction I wanted to go and what business model would be – um, would allow for me to do those things. My husband also, Peter, which I didn't say this, but my husband also travels internationally every month. So a lot of times I'm playing single mom. Right. <laughs> so so it's been interesting, but I'll say this. Um, one of the best decisions I've ever made, there's two big decisions that I had to make um, really within the past year because of these things. One is I had to make the decision about what's most important to me. Um, And sure, we make that decision and we we probably say here's my why when we first start out and maybe somewhere in the middle, you know, a few years down the road. But literally I had to make that decision again and be really clear about the fact that my family comes first and that there are certain values that I just won't give up regardless. And in the process of making the decision about what's important to me, um, that meant that I had to sacrifice a few things and a few of the the ways that I was delivering my business. Um, that also meant that I had to, to make a lot of changes. I won't say a lot, but I had to make a few changes in the way that I set personal boundaries. So having tools like the scheduling tool I mentioned earlier, those are really important for me. That automation piece is not about um, keeping from interacting with people. It's about allowing me to interact with people in a way that I'm comfortable with and they're comfortable with, too, in a way that works and honors who I am and what I've decided is important in my life. So...
2: Yeah, that's important. So you got a chance really to live your life by design. And Absolutely. and as and you were able to design it in such a way where let's face it, if you worked for a regular corporation and you had to leave your house and go to work, somebody mm-hmm. else was designing your life. That's right. So I always remember I always remember that as I'm dealing with some of the stuff that I kind of deal with cuz when I first started, when I first moved to Florida, I kind of came down here unemployed. I had to kind of figure out what I was doing. And then my wife didn't realize that I was working. If I was at home, I was available to go pick up milk.
0: You know, Mm -hmm. like, wait a
2: minute. You know, what? I was available to, can you watch the
0: kids? The answer is
2: no. Like, no. You know, I can't. That kind of thing. So. It's tough, and it's even, you know, sometimes even tougher on the kids because they kind of have to kind of get used to that. So, you know, when Dad's walking around with the headset, you know, on the phone, walking straight past them, I wasn't Mm -hmm. ignoring them. I was just kind of like in my zone and things like that, and it took them a little bit of time to kind of get used to. But the reality is there is definitely some adjustments that need to be made. But the beautiful thing is, is you can really, and you said it perfectly, you know, ref, rel, relative to the choices that you made, you were able mm-hmm. to live your life by design. And, right. And that was that's really cool. So for those people who were talking about being able to work from home, that's important. Okay, now mm-hmm. how much of that do you really have to cover with some of your clients?
3: You know, be- here's what's funny because, you know, as a business coach, you know, a lot of people come walk in the door and they think, okay, well, That means that you're just going to focus on my business. Um, And I remember talking with a client about a month ago who that was our priority, is to focus on his marketing strategy for his business. He wanted to be more visible online, so we had some branding work to do. But as we started talking and as I asked them questions, because I always lead with a coaching approach and ask a lot of really powerful questions first – One of the things I discovered in hearing him and really listening to him is that he couldn't really, none of the things that we would have talked about for marketing would work for him until he got past his whole sleeping problem. What he was doing is he was staying up really, really, really extremely late every night, so he couldn't get up on time in the morning and go out and do the things he needed to do for his business. Um, He was making a lot of allowances and not setting healthy boundaries within his family and within his home. Um, In his structure at home, he had guests, people that had come from out of town that were living with them, and it was creating some strife between him and his, his wife. And so I say all that to say just because you're a business owner doesn't mean that you don't have a personal life. Your personal lifestyle and the way that you manage the systems in your personal life are going to impact the way and your, your ability to be able to accomplish the business goals you have. So we had to create, and, and we got this out of the way up front with the guy that I'm talking about. We had to go ahead and talk about, you know, let's set and establish some goals around your sleeping habits, and some of the boundaries that you'd like to set for yourself within your household before we move into the other things. And so we created some some uh, kind of a three-point plan <laughs> first and said let's get a habit created for these things over the coming two weeks. Let's talk about how you're doing with those. And while we're focusing on those, we'll also begin the process of of creating a marketing strategy. So that helped him to be able to not just invest in yet another coach or a strategist or a consultant, only to find he couldn't even implement anything that we, they talked about.
2: Right, because they would have been missing the key points that would have undermined anything that mm-hmm. he was trying to figure out.
3: So yeah.
0: Perfect.
2: Let's talk about that for a second because of the importance of a good coach. Now,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I when I first graduated from school, um, and I went for my first job interview, I had a good manager. Um, mm-hmm. He really taught me a lot of really great stuff. And then I had another good manager, and they taught me a lot of really good stuff. And even though I didn't work for them for very long, like the first Joe that I worked for was only just a few months, and I only saw him like in the morning, and he did like a morning meeting. But he taught me how to think. And then my, you know, one of my next mentors, his name was Ronnie, and these are the ones that aren't going to be on the list of the mismanagement people that I'm going to rattle off <laughs> one of these days on this radio show. So, <laughs> so these are the ones that really made a difference. But, they're, mm-hmm. but they didn't spend a lot of time with me. They kind of helped me, get, and that's why I kind of coined the term better by design as well. So I designed yeah. the lifestyle based on a lot of the things that they taught me. So if you asked me, is a good coach or that special person worth whatever they're going to charge you for, my mm-hmm. answer is the lessons I've learned from them Mm -hmm. 20 somewhat years ago are still the lessons that I apply today. Like, their impact on me was huge.
0: And Mm -hmm. it
2: it wasn't maybe a new technique they taught me on how to sell or how to do something. It was the level of thinking. So talk to us a little bit about the importance of a good coach. And then, you know, you're you're a very nice person and very polite (laughs) and sweet on the radio show. I'm sure you could probably put somebody in the noogie hold, you know what I mean? And as a good coach, you probably make them feel a little bit uncomfortable, too. So you, we probably get the whole thing ref, referencing you, you know, but talk to us about the benefits of a good coach.
3: Oh, goodness. Um, they're beyond measure, and it's just what you said, honestly, Peter. It's It's about... Finding first of all, that person who is the right coach for you. It's about finding that person who can really speak to you and speak in your terms because here's the thing I know. and I it took me a bit to learn this and to not be offended by it. I am not the right coach for everybody. And everyone has not been the right coach for me. Just because a person says that they are great at what they do doesn't mean they are the right person to teach you what you're needing to learn. So I'll I'll start with that, um, and I'll say when you're looking for someone to help you um, to get to a particular goal or result, a coach is there to help you to be accountable to yourself. Because ultimately it's still you. You've got to do the work. But the coach will help you to have that accountability. They'll say, hey, were you, you know, you committed to this last week. Were you able to accomplish that? And if you say no, they're going to ask you, well, why not? Or tell me what it is that held you back so that we can work through that issue the next time you're committing to yourself that you want to accomplish that or get that outcome.
2: Yeah, so let me Mm -hmm. just stop you there. As an entrepreneur, I mean, Mm -hmm. when you talk about the right person has to ask me that question,
1: because Mm -hmm. as an
2: entrepreneur, there's always an ego. You know, the best thing about you is the worst thing about you. I've learned. And, man, (laughs) I'll tell you, two different people can ask me that question, and Mm -hmm. one would get the Peter Mingles that's kind, (laughs) and the other one would be like the, wow, that was the wrong thing to say to me. Holy cow.
3: Yeah, yeah, and it's something I'm constantly looking at Peter. when people say that they want to coach and they they want to do that consultation and kind of find out. I mean, it's one of the requirements for me if I'm doing any type of one-on-one coaching that we have some time together first before they ever spend a dime because I want to know that I'm right for them and that they're the ideal or right client for me. Um, There's a certain level of patience you're going to have with a person who is – not quite a good fit. (laughs) And so like you mentioned, if someone is asking you questions and they're not right for you and for some reason their particular personality doesn't really jive with yours, it's not going to come off in a way that you can really accept. And so anything that's going to create communication boundaries makes for a bad working relationship, regardless of whether or not they have done um, they've gotten great results for someone else. So it's important for you to really kind of look at that and to know from a personality standpoint how that person operates, how they work. Because here's, you just said something a little while ago that is, is really kind of sticking out for me and probably driving the direction of the way I'm answering this. But you talked about the fact that your partner, your cohort, actually is very structured and systematic in a different way than you are. And I've noticed yeah. that thing about certain people when it comes to certain clients if they don't really like that structure in that box and they don't like the you know steps one steps two steps three they want to jump kind of from a to w (laughs) i'm probably not the best and i recognize that i may not be the best person for them sure i can adapt my style to meet what they want me to be But I don't want to do that because that's not where I'm passionate and where I live and where I operate the best, and I want my clients to get the best results from me. So I think it's a good – if you are looking at someone to be a business coach, they need to be honest with themselves just as much as you've got to be honest with yourself about whether or not it's the right fit. And one of the things that i found here lately because uh, one of the approaches I've had to take this year is to move more into group settings. One of the approaches I've found that works very well for all kinds of diverse personalities is a group setting because you're going to get, you know, um, you're going to get the coach and you're going to get their, the benefit of their expertise and their experience and knowledge. But you also have a number of other personalities that are on the phone that may be speaking up, that are interacting And so you have kind of the best of both worlds in that situation. Nice. But, yeah, the coach is there for the accountability piece. They're there to kind of be a cheerleader for you. They're there to tell you, you know, to be honest with you. If things are not working the way that they need to in order for you to get what you need, they should be honest with you and tell you, you know, this is looking like it's probably not going to work, and here's why. Here's some things that can be corrected if you choose to correct them. So, yeah, a that's that, my I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of
2: that has to do with personal experiences that you developed over time.
3: Yeah, so, it definitely is, was not something I learned out the gate or I learned with the coaching certification or any of that. I, it it's definitely street cred. It's it's time and experience and maturity. Yes. Excellent.
2: Okay, we're <laughs> going to spend a couple more records. We'll be right back with Tanya Smith. If you want to go to tanyasmithonline.com, so T A N Y A Smith Online.com. Here we go. We're going to spin some records.
1: Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles.
0: Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now back to the show.
2: Okay, we are back. This is Peter Mingles. I am interviewing Tanya Smith. We are talking about coaching, business strategies, working from home, being, you know, the balance between the mom and the uh, employer, if you will, and all those other types of things that happen when you're doing something out on your own. Tanya, you still doing the regular corporate thing as well. I know you do a lot of telecommuting, I guess we're going to call it, or you do a lot of work wherever you are, which is really great. What got you into the coaching? Why the transition from maybe the regular corporate stuff to the transitions for now you're doing the coaching as well?
3: One of the things that I think um, logically for me, I'll say logically, but maybe it wasn't, um, probably seven years ago when I first got interested in doing coaching at all, it was because I had a coach that changed my life. Um, I was still in a corporate role at the time. But I was suffering from um <laughs> I was suffering from that whole following the dollar thing, uh-huh. the golden handcuffs thing. Um, where I felt like almost trapped, I guess, Peter. I mean you know because you've been there. Oh, but yeah. I felt trapped. I felt like I didn't have choices and I felt like there were certain things that I was sacrificing as a again, as a mom at the time and as a wife, because of the career in the corporate role. And so I had my own coach that helped to really kind of turn things around in the way that I thought about myself and the limiting beliefs that I was placing on myself. Those were lifted. And when I experienced that, I realized, you know what, this is something I want to share with other people. But I didn't quite know how to um, structure that and what that needed to look like. And so I was one of those people who started off and said, yeah, I want to be a life coach. And then I didn't know what that quite meant. Um, So I wanted to coach anybody with skin. (laughs) And and I wanted to coach them on anything that they wanted to be coached about. And it just didn't work out well for me because I found out that if you're an entrepreneur, particularly a solopreneur like that, and you're juggling and trying to do all those time-saving things, it doesn't work because you have a limited budget of time, money, and energy. So I got smarter over the years and realized, look, I need to really operate and focus, get laser focused on what it is I want to talk about, what do I get really super passionate about, and who is it I want to talk to. And um, it just evolved. In my corporate career, I was and have been all along um, in an HR role in human resources. And one of the funny things is over the past few years, I've actually, because of my business experience, had the opportunity to also become a business analyst and a social media guru on the inside of a corporation. So I kind of get to see both sides. I get to see the online impact inside of a big corporation and then what it looks like from the outside.
2: And that's been fun. Yeah, interesting stuff. So obviously you were successful in the corporate world, but a little bit, I'm I'm going to use the, the term addicted. Um, what I mean by that is I was addicted to, like, I, one of the things I've learned with people with addictions is that mm-hmm. I'm an addict too. I just have a different addiction. It's not addicted to drugs or alcohol or anything else, maybe in a deviant fashion. I'm addicted to the pursuit of success.
0: Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm.
2: like a drug. We were always there. And when you're in sales, is never enough. I mean, you're only as good as your last sale. So it was kind of like last month's numbers didn't matter. You always were fighting against next month. And if somebody said to you, we had a spectacular year, you wondered to yourself, was it because you really stunk at sales before, or are you really (laughs) kicking butt? You know, what does that mean? You know, we're plus over last year. All that sort of stuff, there was always high pressure, you know. So I was the guy with the testosterone-driven high-pressure, high high sales, low-pressure, low sales. And that was the daily drum because you never had enough sales. There was always a cylinder on the car that wasn't firing. And that mm-hmm. itself would developed into being a lifestyle, and chances are. And I got addicted to that, and it was a cult in the culture. It mm-hmm. you know, was really kind of tough, and I realized that I was never breaking away. I literally had to break away like somebody mm-hmm. had to go cold turkey. And that was really tough. So then when you said, I want to be a life coach, then you kind of entered, you know, you you learned that some of the skills that you had learned before aren't always 100% transferable. But Uh you were successful, so therefore you kind of figured it out. So Mm -hmm. tell me about the impact that that person had on you, because I want to focus on that. There was somebody that you would point, you know, your finger in general direction to say, that guy, whether he or gal, whether they know it or not, made such a big difference in my life many years later. Can yeah. you, can, can Tanya be that person for anyone that might be listening?
3: Wow. Um, I will be that person for some. For some of the people who are listening, we're a perfect match. For others, there's going to be someone else special. Um, The reason or the person that was special to me that really changed who I am was nothing at all like me. So, you know, I spent all that time a little bit ago saying you got to look at people who are going to be a right fit. This person wasn't like me. She was very... um, If you know anything about disc personality, she was a very high I. She was out there and extroverted and loved talking to people and loved socializing and being at every networking event, and that was exactly the opposite of who I was. I was very introverted. I could spend time by myself and have a great time, (laughs) have my own party of one. Um, I was very structured. I am very structured with the C personality type Um, and... What was really cool about the impact that she made is that she helped me to see things I couldn't see. So she helped me with the blind spot. But the other thing she helped me with is this, the fact that there's no perfect formula. You've got to try things out and see what works for you. And what I realized is before I kept trying to look for that perfect formula I kept trying to look for that perfect coach, for that perfect strategy, for that perfect next thing. And that addiction was definitely a part of, and still is in some ways, a part of who I am. But I have learned to be more open to experiencing things um, and to experimenting because of her. Because I realized that some of the things that she taught me and that she did for herself worked for me, and other things didn't. So I could take those things that worked, and use them and apply them and be successful. And for the other things that just didn't work for me, I left them alone. It's been um, an eye-opener, really, um, Peter, over the last year or so now, again, because of all the changes that I have had to make, because I was taking myself and my business way too seriously. What I now know that I think will help others who are listening is that it's important to not only follow these strategies and have some steps and processes in place, but also to remember to enjoy the ride. (laughs) And so now that I am operating on, now that I can say honestly that I'm doing what I like to do and I'm taking those tips and tidbits that I hear from other people that I like and I'm applying those and leaving the rest alone, now that I'm honestly doing that for myself, things are working much better. I'm much happier in what I do. And if you're not enjoying what you do, no matter what kind of entrepreneur you are, if it's not fun anymore, you're not going to be successful, not really. You know, some people define success based on the wealth that they gain, but I personally like to define success as something that is basically doing what I love doing and getting paid to do it. If that love is gone, it's not success to me anymore.
2: Right. Sounds, so. sounds like a great plan. Sounds like a great plan. So for those people that might be listening in, you've given us some great tips, a couple of strategies. Give us a website or so we can go to the resources. We can um, contact you if we're looking for the right person. And I, and I don't, you know, I don't know how to say it any other way. But if there's any mm-hmm. listeners that are out there that are a little bit lost, if you feel like you're just not reaching your full potential one of the key ingredients might be you, Tanya, because yeah. the right person could make the difference in someone's life. And it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to teach them a whole bunch more stuff. You just kind of guide them in the general direction. And a lot of times let them come up with their own levels of creativity and their
3: space. Uh,
2: but mm-hmm. that's it. I mean, it's like leaving the salt. So- I know for all those chefs on the line, it's like leaving the salt out. Like if you <laughs> leave the salt out, and you're cooking the soup. It just does. It there could be a lot of stuff in there, but it's just that one missing link. And I mm-hmm. can absolutely positively say that there are some people that are listening in, and if they give you a try, you could be that missing link that just bam blows it wide open. I mean, just blows it wide open. So and there's there's a lot of people that don't reach out like that because they don't know any better. You know, yeah. you have to kind of experience it first.
3: Right, right. I definitely appreciate that, and I love the analogy of salt. I really do. Because I think ingredient.
0: that
3: it's it It's an ingredient, and it's worth a try, and you can have a little too much or a not enough, but you get to control it if it's left out on the counter. <laughs> right, absolutely,
2: yep, exactly, just how much you need, you know, and then kind of figure it out. But the cool thing is is that I look at, you know, I, we work with a lot of um, – well, I work with a lot of people and we've worked with a lot of women and I gotta share with you something, you know, especially for some of the moms out there or whatever, I dealt with this struggle with my wife for a really long time because I wanted her to be able to stay at home. You know, I was the caveman. I figured I'm going to go out and make all the money, and then you kind of stay home and watch the kids. But there was always (laughs) that little, you know, there was always that little piece of her that says, you know, I really want to. I wanted to go out there and work. And I kind of held her back. And I said, really, I want you to be at home with the kids. Because it wasn't the same opportunities as there are now. Like, she couldn't when we were raising kids moms couldn't Mm -hmm. telecommunicate. There wasn't wasn't any of that sort of stuff. You had a chance to do it now with your children. But when we were raising our kids, there was no such thing as the Internet like the way it is today. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of women out there that have a a lower self-esteem. And they're not going to get it from their friends. They're not going to get it from their social networks. They're going to get it from you. I mean, you're going to be the spark that really makes a big difference for a lot of them. And, you know, it's a shame because sometimes I talk to people and I say, you know, it's just the self-esteem isn't there the way it really should be, and they don't get the recognition that they truly deserve, but they can by working with someone like yourself. So I love the stuff that you do, and I love that you're able to work from home, and it's great that you're a successful mom. And if Dawn, who's my cohort on this, was here, she'd be ripping into she would have been controlling this conversation <laughs> never heard my name so so i got a chance to have you and we'll have you come back as well but as we're as we're closing this up do you want to mention anything to the people that might be listening in as far as how they contact you um different resources that you have that people can take advantage of so we'll, have, we'll give you a chance to sell some of your services
3: Sure, I love that opportunity. Um, and really the best possible way to get a hold of me and to, to reach out is to go to my website at TanyaSmithOnline.com. Um, if you like and enjoy social networking, I'm on just about every social network out there. So I'll also share my social calling card, which is at about.me slash Tanya Smith, T-A-N-Y-A-S-M-I-T-H. And you can connect with me on YouTube and get a lot of free video resources. Um, you can connect with me on Google+, on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. I I really like spending the time interacting with people and answering questions and sharing resources because of what you mentioned just a second ago. And that's the idea that a lot of people fail to reach out because of fear and because they don't have that self-esteem of thinking that they – They think I should know these things, and I don't, so I won't embarrass myself by connecting with someone. So one of the themes that you'll see running through any of my stuff online is the idea that you can go and get all the information that you need to get started. And if you need more, there's another another level of help there. So those would just be the two main sites that I would share, Peter, and ways to reach out and, and find whatever you need.
2: Well, I'd have you on for another hour more, but we're running out of time. So TanyaSmithOnline.com, thanks for being here, and we will have you back. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you, Peter. Take care. You're welcome.
2: So long, everyone.
1: Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot.
0: To get reminders for our live shows, click follow on the top of any show.
1: Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com.
0: For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404, and don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thedashradio.
1: Again, thanks for spending some of your DASH with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.